This is episode 25 of the Michigan Real Estate Investor Network podcast, hashtag the network. We're coming to you live from the studios inside Michigan Investment Title. This episode is brought to you by Chris Natchke of Caliber Mortgage. Hey, everybody. This is Paul Jones with the Young Guns podcast, along with the Michigan Real Estate Investor Network, built for young investors by young investors. Our goal is to elevate and educate young investors and entrepreneurs, giving them the knowledge and tools they need to succeed, showing them that no matter the age, any time is the right time. I'm here with my co-host, Josiah Willis. How you doing, man? How's it going? Yep. And I'm here with my amazing guest today. We just had an amazing conversation. Londo Herrera, how are you doing, man? Very good. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. So it's awesome to have you here, man. Um, just glad you. I mean, we were just talking the other day, um, just shooting back and forth, and just hearing where you are in your uh, in your journey, how young you are, and just like how you're just kind of pioneering your way. Really inspired me, so I'm really glad we got to get you on today. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely wanted to point out. Um, so I started out wanting to be an investor, just like okay. most people who are probably watching this show. Yeah, YouTube and how to get rich. What do I do? I find a <laughs> bunch of real estate videos. And the first time I ever saw a real estate video, I was like, I was like 19. I was in the military. I knew I was getting out in a couple of years. So I was looking like, what am I going to do after I get out of here? Yeah. And when I seen real estate. I was like, oh, I can't do that. Like, that's scary, you know? Yeah. And so I probably spent like the next six years reading books, watching other people on YouTube, following people, going to monthly meetings, weekly meetings. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I ended up getting my real estate license just because I thought I had to do that before I could right. really go and see a seller face to face and convince them I knew what I was talking about. It almost feels like a rite of passage. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, ironically, like I started in, I don't know, 2013, 14, I thought I was going to come home from the military with my 30,000 and buy a bunch of houses at the auction. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, that already passed. <laughs> I went to my first auction and they were going for 30, 40, right. what used to probably go for five to 10, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had an investor who lived on, I li- I'm from Pontiac, Michigan, and mm-hmm. I had an yeah. investor who bought all the houses on my street. And really? I mean, wow. all in with investment and at the auction, what it cost to buy the house and what he put into the house. I mean, 10 to $15,000 per house. That's crazy. Yeah, and I, like the same houses are renting for a thousand a month right now, and he still that's owns insane. he still owns maybe ten of them. And wow, it's not insane. like he invested a bunch into these, you know. Yeah. It just was the right timing. Right. But I did find that like right now we're in such a hot market that right. what I started out wanting to do didn't really pan out for me. Like I'm more retail. I'm an agent now. Yep. Right. But I haven't forgotten everything I learned, and I know that the market is a breathing thing. You know, right? It's gonna yeah. come back down, and it's gonna go back Definitely. up. Right. When when prices become um, uh, in that range where it's time to buy, and that signal is is flashing for you, that's when you execute because you've been preparing knowledge wise, capital wise, you've been saving, so you know what to do, and so you got your like your tool belt ready, right? To yeah, and like, I'm, not, I'm mm-hmm. so worried if uh, maybe prices drop in the next. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because there's transactions closing every day. Yep. Right. Right. So you say this guy bought up all the houses on the block. Did you talk to him and end up getting to learn from him at all? Or you just found out he bought the houses? He wasn't even really a real estate investor. He just had, you know, the money at the time. So like he wasn't running numbers and analyzing all. Oh, really? 
No, he was like, oh, at the auction, the house goes for 10000 I put five into it, and it rents for 800 a month. There's just a math problem to him. You know, he made it very simple to me. And that, That's awesome. just watching that, I thought I could come back and do it. Uh, things were a lot different when I came back from the service. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It just started me off, you know. Right. First of all, thank you for your service. And I wanted to, um, to ask what branch you were in. Air Force. Air Force. Okay, that's what I thought. It's got. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, man. For sure, man. I appreciate it. So, you, so the journey started when you came back from service. Tell us a bit about that, man. Well, I started uh, actually like a month after I got out of the service. Uh, okay. Bought my or my wife bought me my first laptop, so I was in there hunting. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. when I get out of here, and uh, then two or when we got out of the service, I had to figure out what I was gonna do. And right, if right. there's any other veterans watching the show, I take full advantage of your GI Bill um, because real estate, there is no, I mean, you're going to either have to hold a part-time job or, I mean, hopefully you get a big one the first time, right? Mm, but other right. than that, it's a lot of ups and downs and a lot of unknowns. So you got to have some kind of consistency so that you can pay your bills. And right. veterans, they offer a post-9-11 GI Bill. So okay. While you go to school, whether you want to go to school or not, you get paid a monthly housing allowance. Okay. Do you know how people can access that? Is it like a website or something? Um, VABenefits.gov, I believe, okay. is a big one. And uh, if investors out there who have went to the service or are thinking about it, there are so many benefits to real estate uh, that you gain from going to the service. And right. not to talk anybody into going to the service, but this is the only opportunity that I knew of. All right. Yeah. Well, that's super that's super cool, man. But so your wife bought you your first laptop. You started getting hungry for the deals. What happened next? I uh found Dean Graziosi's uh I think that's how you say his name, wholesaling houses full time. Okay. And I'm okay. in the service and I'm sending out mail campaigns and putting out bandit signs in Kansas. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know anybody. Oh, I don't, and I had a lot of free time on my hands, so that's yeah. how I started. Nothing came out of it, but I was at least going to sellers' houses and talking to them. Right, you're getting that on the ground experience, that you know, that personal rejection, that yes, that conversation, that knowledge, like how to talk to people face to face. That's important. Yeah. So. It's very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, I think so too. I think that's really one of the most undervalued thing that people don't acknowledge when you're beginning into real estate yeah hold on yeah i definitely think that you know being able to speak with sellers is an undervalued thing and an underappreciated thing that people don't talk about with yeah. other new investors of course everybody isn't going to be in the houses everybody isn't going to be dealing with you know private sellers but it's it's such an essential tool just to be able to talk to people and understand where people are coming from that this is an emotional thing Absolutely. because it's such a high value sale for whoever it is whether you're the real estate agent the buyer the seller there's thousands tens of thousands you know no matter well depending on how big the house is hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line you just never know but and i think that's why i was so scared and like why i thought i couldn't do real estate is because i'm like mm -hmm. a 19 year old kid i've never bought a house what do i know about buying a house or selling a house so it's nice to go out there and just ask people questions about their houses every house you you're going to learn something new, whether you buy it, sell it, or just do a walkthrough, you're going to learn about roofs and, you know, the maintenance of the property. And mm-hmm. you just need to be talking to people about real estate, like all of the right. 
Yeah. yeah. And that kind of is a good transition to one of the other questions we like to ask is like, as a young person, how is that, whether positively or negatively affected your journey in real estate? Like being younger, being, you know, 19, getting started, did you see people, was it harder? Do people want to teach you more? Was it like they didn't look at you seriously? How was that like kind of navigating it as a younger person? Yeah. Just to like encourage others with no one took me serious at first. I mean, I've been talking my uh, off for like 10 years, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's you kind of doing the things you're talking about is when people right. are, start giving you credibility. And eventually, man, you keep doing and doing and talking and talking. People are actually going to think you're some real estate guy, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but you actually did become some real estate guy. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even see it happen. You know, that's awesome. That's, that's phenomenal, man. But yeah, as well, as a young guy, I'm still 19. I know Josiah is still pretty young. Man, just, really, 19? Yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul's a young guy. Uh, we didn't, we didn't say that before we we hopped on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, I started back in um, high school. I started my senior year. Um, I was 17 at the time when I got into it. When I first read "Millionaire Real Estate Investor" by um, Gary Keller. Yeah. Now I did my first deal at 18 and I've been full-time man almost two years now. Congratulations. So, yeah. It's about man. to be December, man. So you had a lot more courage than me. You just jumped right into it. Yeah. Pull that guy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I remember just... sitting in the back of class. I, I remember not reading books that was given in en English class, but reading, bringing books to school to read, <laughs> to ignore class. I'm not giving this advice to anybody watching this. <laughs> I'm not giving this advice to anybody, but that's definitely the perspective I took. I took, this is what's going to get me to where I want to be. Right. And I, I just, I, I still pass with good grades, guys. Mm. So if anybody's worried about that, that's, it didn't that's affect awesome. me at all. But still, I was just focused on real estate at a young age. And again, what you talked about just with having to talk to people, that was probably the weirdest thing me walking out of class to talk to sellers was probably the weirdest transition yeah. in life ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. awesome Jojo, mm -hmm. you kind of asked me like what I wish I would have done or like, I wish I would have started when I was 17 because the yeah. earlier you start, the more yeah. it's like when you buy a house, you're paying down your right. equity. Well, yeah. yeah. You open that book about real estate. It's the day you start paying down your equity. You start building that, yeah. that mental equity, right? You start yeah. building up that mental leverage. You know what I mean? Okay. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, um, you don't realize how powerful it is to act though. Like, cause I I was doing that research back in school. Like, I knew what it was, but like, I didn't ever act on it. It took me a lot longer to reach that same level of confidence that Paul was at to go ahead and be like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. You know what I mean? I was yeah. like, you know, in that analysis process, I was very much afraid of my own potential, right? And so once I started acting, like actually, like back to the wall, do it no other questions asked you start like exponentially doubling tripling the opportunities you have and the people you meet and the stuff you learn that's really cool it's a big snowball yeah 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 the perspective i took was just i don't know it's everybody's just kind of different in their own ways but me personally i just knew if i didn't act on it i was gonna lose interest because that's right. just the person i i am it's like i when i'm in it i'm in full throttle or I, I'm just going to stop caring. And you knew so, you something good, right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, just like when you meet a great person, you want to keep that person in your life forever. Yeah. Real estate was that person. 
I okay. met real estate and I said, oh, yeah, I got to lock this down. Yeah. yeah, I have to lock this down. So I knew the, the best way to get to it, actually, you know, as a wholesaler, especially I was 17. I knew I wasn't about to buy a house. Yeah. So <laughs> wholesaling was right where my head was at. I knew the best way to get into it was to get into houses or yeah. get on the phone with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, my very first deal literally was no face-to-face communication. It was with an out-of-state seller it's with it was with a lady from new york so it was all communication through the phone and as a 17 no 18 at the time 18 year old kid you don't typically have those communication skills no no you're in your own head you're on your phone you're just focused on other things but i'd as be a, fun to uh, ask a 17 or 18 year old about escrow yeah <laughs> you know it was escrow <laughs> mm. You wouldn't be able to ask or answer any of those kind of questions to someone as a 17 year old. That's just amazing to me that you did that. Yeah. But again, it goes back to, to those simple things that you talked about, just going to those meetups as well. Yeah. Because, because I started out and, you know, of course, online, just watching YouTube videos, getting that educational aspect of things. But like you said, you just have to get in front of those people who are potentially going to be willing to teach you, invest mm-hmm. in you, whether it be, with money, whether it's financially or just yep. mentally. Yeah. Yep. That's um, another thing. I guarantee yeah. Oh, continue. No, you're good. That's another thing that I was going to say Paul did really well was uh, get himself around the right people early on. And so like you can like, you, so you can get all the knowledge that you want, but if you don't get yourself around people who are doing it and who have that wisdom, because there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom, right? Yeah. Uh, when you have people who have wisdom because they've gone through the process and Paul got himself around some people with good wisdom they can literally guide him through step by step. And they saw he was young. They saw he was eager. They saw he wanted to do it. And so like, if you have that drive, people are willing to help you like that. And there's some things you can't really teach people. Like you can tell someone, go call and get on the phone with sellers, but he mm-hmm. was probably, you were yeah. seeing how the calls went. So, yeah. and you see the payoff from those calls. You know, if you Definitely. go and tell someone to go make a call, they're going to be like, ah, you know, but you got <laughs> the payoff of it, you know, and how it could take some time to see anything come from that. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've worked, I'm an agent right now. And I mean, I've worked with sellers where it's taken a year from the time they reached out to me the first time to the time that they actually decided they wanted to do something. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure wholesaling, you have to stick with that relationship that whole time. You can't just because then it shows them you're only there for one thing. You want something. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. And that I have, I wrote this down that what I wanted to talk today about was the most important thing I've seen in my real estate experience is building relationships. Yeah, definitely. And it's not just like a, Hey, what can I get from you? Can you teach me this? Goodbye. It's more like, I'm here if you ever need anything. You, you want to mm-hmm. call me, you need me to run comps for you. Or, hey, I was thinking about you. I know you a while back you told me you were looking to invest. I, well, here's right. here's the criteria you were looking for. I found one. Yeah. Just to let them know that, like, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping you on mine. So, like, I have your needs on mine. So, when you're ready to execute, I'm ready to execute. And kind of sure. just and, maintaining and, that relationship. Yeah. Not and just forming it. You're not in real estate because real estate's on fire right now. Mm-hmm. No, like, you are real estate. Like, you that's what you do. You learn, you're an expert. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely a good segue into what well, you want to talk about. I want to talk about it too, building those relationships. I want to hear about just 
how you've been able to go about building those relationships and how it's just been able to help you in your business as the years go by? Um, so Facebook, social media, that's huge. I mean, joining those groups on those pages and seeing who the uh, investors are who comment on those statuses with the advice. I mean, if you ever have a question, I've been in positions where I had questions. I just posted on those pages and you get all kinds of expert advice in there. You get some not so good advice too, but the experts are like, no, 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 don't. Yeah. Yeah. I used to stalk people on Facebook, like straight up. If I thought mm-hmm. someone was doing big things in real estate, I would follow them. I would message them. I would ask them, you know, where should I get started? And then not even just on the investor side, but when I became an agent, um, there were no other agents in the office and they just sat me in there and they're like, all right, yeah. here's your phone, get to it. And, you know, I had to walk around to see who's in the building, who I can. Right. Full self-starter. Yeah. Like who can help me? I have so many questions. And so, I mean, any part of real estate is going to be like that, whether you're investing or you're becoming an agent uh, like you, you're getting into commercial real estate, right? Yeah. That's uh, once I go get my agency, I plan on uh, focusing on commercial, obviously start residential, but transition uh, as I learn more. Yeah. I received an email from someone I met at one of the renegade meetings. Really? And, uh, yeah. And she's like, Hey, I have this investor. I think you'd love to work with him. He's from, uh, Israel and no he way. wants to buy a commercial property, a million dollars. And I'm like, I got him. I got him. I've never <laughs> built a commercial property in my life. <laughs> That's so, crazy. Bro. You know, I'm, I'm on my company website. I'm on Facebook. I'm searching everything I can about commercial real estate. And I'm, I might- yeah, but it was just that happened. And I was so, I was so new to being an agent and I knew it was an opportunity, so I wasn't going to say no, although I knew I wasn't in a position. Right. So I was going to go find somebody who would be right, right. who I would, I don't know, split the commissions with, or mm-hmm. honestly, I would have been willing to waive my side just to learn. What just to learn how to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get so the next I, one. I think uh, you got to be willing to give, like someone would be very happy to accept a commercial deal from you and teach you everything as long yeah. as you're willing to give that to them. Right, right. Instead, I could have just taken the commercial deal with my eyes closed and probably mm. did bad. Potentially blew it. Potentially, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you just have to be willing to go out there and offer something to people in return for their knowledge and their wisdom. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So you started out doing that. You started out getting those relationships and building that. How has that helped you today? Yeah, so... Um, I started out wanting to be an investor. I went and got my license, really enjoyed being an agent. And now in my agent uh, position, I realize a lot of real estate agents do not know about real estate investing. Really? They learn, oh, yeah. they learn how to close one transaction and then they just keep closing those transactions. Real estate is very complex. Yeah. I mean, there's not just one sale you can go through, you know? So I feel that now, and I think everybody out there, if you're a young gun and you know, you're trying to get into real estate, don't take for granted your job at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Every person you're talking to at Starbucks is an opportunity for something down the road or yeah. a day uh, or another repetition of learning Absolutely. how to talk to somebody, you yeah. know? So um, literally, yeah. Like real quick story. I met a girl when I was working at Starbucks who I later found out through my cousin who met, uh, met with her. She uh, runs a, real, a Remax brokerage up in uh, Grand Blank, right? Yep. She does she has a whole flipping business on the side and everything. So we, I just was on a conversation, a call with her earlier. She like her talk all the time. 
Um, but literally, she's like, she gave my cousin the opportunity because we met at Starbucks. I served her a bunch of times, developed that relationship. She was like, wait, I know your cousin. And then, so now we've all sat down. We're good friends. Like, it was, it's great. Literally, don't take for granted your job at Starbucks. You said perfect. Yeah, yeah. And then if you think about, like, so, I don't know, some agents, man, I don't know where they come from, but, like, hello? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hello? They're talking to mm-hmm. a client. Hello? <laughs> yeah. No, like, you got to have service. You got to have customer service. You need to take Absolutely. everything you've learned throughout your journey. And, and that's right. another thing is, like, whether you're creating a real estate business or you're creating an investment business, you have to brand yourself in some way to where the experience, uh, like, you know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's how you stand out. And, um, and then in your relationships, people will view you as that brand as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's really awesome, bro. So tell us about this process. You're a young guy, you're starting out for these young investors out there, these young entrepreneurs out there who just really, truly may not know what they're, they're about to reckon with. Cause we know real estate is the tough game, especially in a hot market. It's competitive. It may get a little heated. I'm saying heated like we're on a football field or something, but still there are people out here fighting for deals. How have you been able to survive the process of building your real estate mm-hmm. business while keeping morale? Um, I don't think about the money at all. Okay. Like I don't, I think about what I've learned today, what lessons I've learned today, what I need to do today, who I can help today. And I've realized, so this is my third year of being an agent and I'll be completely transparent. My first year, I only made like $10,000 the full year of being an agent. I did like 800000 in volume. But I learned all kinds of stuff, you know. And then I was like, oh, I have all kinds of stuff I can take into my next year. You know, I'll do better. And then I doubled my volume. Yeah. And uh, this year, I'm not even – I'm maybe seven months through my first or third year, and I've almost doubled that volume. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah don't be hard on yourself about where you are right now. As long as you're doing the daily things you're supposed to be doing, whether it be making a phone call or uh, reading a book or watching a YouTube video, whatever you're doing today, don't discredit it because it is going to pay off in the future. Yeah. So like one of the most important parts of surviving that process is being consistent in what you're doing, whatever that is, like you just said, whether it be, the books, whether it be just morning routine, just be consistent. Because when you break that routine, you fall out of the cycle, you're not hitting your task, you're not getting stuff done. Exactly. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. If I had to be honest, if there was one thing, the the one huge chunk that could set you and others apart is probably consistency. Because that's that's what really kills people in this game, especially wholesalers and especially agents. Maybe not so much for the people buying because, you know, they can buy a house every three months and just send their team out there, make 30,000. You know, you make 30,000 three times, you make 90,000, you're living pretty good. (laughs) But, you know, for those agents who have to keep getting those deals, for those wholesalers who have to keep getting those deals, the the difference maker really is that consistency. That person who's making two-hour phone calls every day or even just consistent with three three times a week, something like that. It's just a difference because there could be someone who's making a few phone calls a week in general and isn't getting much traction, but they're sitting there saying, huh, I have this big list. I have all this knowledge, but nothing's happening. I have so much, I have so much ambition to go talk to sellers and all of that, but nothing's happening. Why am I not sitting in front of sellers right now? Mm -hmm. It's because that consistency aspect, whether it be phone calls, marketing, 
whatever it may be, just consistency really is that different setter for a lot of people. And it could have been because you missed the day three weeks ago. The reason you're not sitting in front of a seller today. Exactly. So you just have to try to go out every day and just hope that you get, you just have to talk to somebody. All right. So I guess kind of as we, um, yeah, as we get towards the end here, we don't take up uh, too much more of your time. Uh, from where you are now in the next five years, uh, where do you see your business? Um, where do you see your investing career potentially? What does your uh, real estate life look like for you in the next five years? I'm finally to the point where, like, if I find an investment, there's no second guessing it. Like, I know what I want. You know, I know yeah. that down to the bedroom, the bath, what kind of house, what I want to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I've Because I've just come so far and I've, read and filtered out what I do like about a business, what I don't like about a business, mm-hmm. how I want to run a business. And um, I just pretty much plan on creating the business exactly around who I am, mm-hmm. what I stand for, what I've been through, where I've worked, and yeah. taking the good and bad out of everything and just mm-hmm. uh, pretty much making a business out of that. So I would like to continue to be an agent. I want to be a source that people can go to, whether you're a first-time home buyer, a veteran, and then I also want to be that source for investors where yeah. you know, I can help you create a real estate portfolio. And, Absolutely. and I can also, um, you just be a, an asset to all sides because I feel like why is real estate so confidential? Yeah. <laughs> why isn't this taught in the ninth grade? You know, mm-hmm. we should have learned this. We should have been 17 and had everything we needed already. Should be an elective in school, like real estate one hundred and one. You know I mean? almost feel like a core, a core class, like yeah, or a core class. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really feel that, and uh, that in psychology. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, just everyone out there know that every one of you can be in real estate. You should be in real estate. I, I uh, think that it's the safest investment. Have you guys ever read Richest Man in Babylon? Oh uh, man, my favorite. It's one of my favorites for sure. How, I love it. How simple does it make everything? Like so simple. Yeah. That was probably like one of the third that was probably the third financial book I read. Yeah, had to be. I love that book to the fullest. It just made saving money and just the perspective of money and how you can utilize it. It just made me so clear on what I wanted and why I wanted money. You said it perfectly, man. That's exactly what it did for me. And it quit making me chase all these ideas that are, oh, this will get me rich or this will get me rich. No, like I'm just going to learn. I'm going to keep yeah. building myself up, mm-hmm. turn myself into an asset mm-hmm. and it'll come with. And uh, that's what I think real estate will do for younger people our age. If they start learning this earlier, yeah. you, buy a, you don't have to be some big real estate investor. You right. buy a house every three years. Or you buy yeah. a house every five years, uh, right. maybe get your primary, turn it into a, a rental, get two years of rental income. Now you can go mm-hmm. buy another one or yeah. just, you don't have to do it so fast. And if you think about like creating a retirement, like say you worked at GM, you put it into a retirement account. All right. Mm-hmm. We don't have that anymore. We're working at Starbucks or we're working here and we're just stacking away a little bit at a time. All right. There's our down payment. Let's buy another mm-hmm. one transition it to a rental. Now you have 10 rentals and 40 years, you sell five of them. Maybe they're all paid off, but in 40 years, you sell five of them, pay off the other five. You probably have $5,000 a month of income. Yep. Keep it that simple. Mm, right. You know, like don't try to right. rush to become rich right now. You know, this Absolutely. is, this can be a long-term like uh, money trees. <laughs> 
Yeah. And even for those um, who are still working, but a little further along, not quite retirement, but have a little bit more in their 401k, they can even leverage the money in the 401k to buy property while it's still in that 401k and then have a release later on. A self-directed IRA. A self-directed IRA. I love IRAs. Yeah. And so there's all kinds of ways to purchase real estate, even if you don't have direct access to the cash itself. And then after you run out all your funding options, you're like, oh, let me see who else I can find who has an IRA. Man, (laughs) I'm literally been reading three books about self-directed IRAs. Yes, I have one for you. You got got one for me? All right, great. And then I've also been reading a book on being a private money lender. I don't plan on being a private money lender myself. But one thing that I will say for those people getting into real estate, learn the lingo and vernacular of the people you're trying to entice. So when you go talk to private sellers, you talk more humbly. You you speak modern language, but when you're going to talk to your private lender, when you're trying to get $200,000 to do your next couple of of deals, you use the vernacular that they use. And that's why I read those books. That's why I try to learn both sides of it so I can help Mm -hmm. them the best way that I can. That's like why Eric Thomas said he got a PhD. You know, you know what I mean? He was like, speak I, the language. Yeah. He's like, I just needed to speak the language. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. what yeah. Yeah, learning any expertise in anything is just learning how to speak that language of that particular um, expertise, learning those definitions of those words and how to act on and how to change those variables. Like that's all it is. Yeah. And then the people around you are going to understand you as that, yeah. whatever yeah. that course yeah. is. Exactly. Yeah. So I definitely want to touch on, you actually just spoke about it. You spoke about how different ways someone could get into real estate investing. They could keep their job and buy a house every three years. You could start big. You could run your wholesale business, but just creating a business that suits the entrepreneur. I know you guys both feel passionately about this, that everything obviously isn't for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Like Jojo, you like commercial. Me personally, mm-hmm. I was in the military, so I can relate with veterans. I know the benefit yeah. they have to them and I can, um, I know their core values too. So my real estate business, I just started uh, about a year ago is own my real estate. I got it from Instagram. I I didn't even Mm. think of a big name. It just was my Instagram name. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the values from the air force, integrity, service, and excellence. And I'm going to put it in my real estate business. And I'm also going to take the processes from the military. So when you, when you uh, go in the air force, you got a big KC-135. It's an airplane. Mm-hmm. Just like you as a 17-year-old scared to go talk about real estate, can you imagine an 18-year-old working on an airplane that we yeah. all want to fly in? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, what the, so what the military did, because they know that, and it's a high re- turnover rate. I mean, you're only in the service for four years. You have to learn how to work on a plane in four years, or really in a year. Mm-hmm. So they break it down into such small pieces. You know, you have a lot of systems and processes, and then you have AFIs, which are Air Force Instructions. Okay. have an oh my manual so mm. that's how i want to move my business moving forward and i want to do it in the investing side of things so maybe i have a property management company down the road it's something mm. i think about but property management sucks if mm. you're in one property yeah. but if you break it down into smaller pieces and you're making sure that you're following your leases and you're following mm. the way you run your business with integrity and excellence everything should go the same you know, mm. the results should be the same. The mm. experience for your clients should be the same. Yeah. And like the same thing with my investing. Like 
I, I only own two houses. I'm not a big time investor. Mm-hmm. But by the time I'm 40, I would like to own 10 of the same houses. And I like yeah. three bed, two bath ranches with a two car garage fenced in. And the reason I like that is because I was able to work as a leasing agent in Waterford. Mm-hmm. I've worked with people trying to rent a house in Waterford who have pets, who are tr- looking for a house with two car yeah. garage and three bedrooms. Yeah. It, you're not getting one. You're yeah. going to pay top dollar. So now I'm like on the other side of that, I need to go find these houses and I need to buy them. Yeah. And if it's only 10 of them in my lifetime, I'm going to be okay with that number. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why it's important to have that goal. So you know what you're set on. So there's nothing else to distract you. Like I'm not looking at uh, this four unit over here. I'm not looking at this, um, you know what I mean? 3000 square. Like there's no need. There's, a specific criteria that I've set that works and this is what I want to hit. And that's what I'm going to go for. So it makes it very clear and for now you. Now your direct mail campaigns are going to be looking for absentee owners with three bed, two bath ranches in Oakland County or yeah. Waterford, Waterford, Michigan. You, mm-hmm. you just really specialize in what you want to do and, and you can do what you like to do. There's so many things mm-hmm. in real estate that you can choose from. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's really awesome. I wanted to ask you, like, how, how do you like wholesaling at this, like the way the market is right now? Oh, it's easy to sell properties for sure, because there's no deals. Yeah. Nobody can find deals. So right when you get them, they're gone. And if it's not selling, it, it's a bad deal. <laughs> yeah. So for me personally, right when they come in, it, it's pretty easy to get them gone. I probably only had get your number. problem. I probably <laughs> only had issues with one, with one property. Yeah. And it, it took about maybe a month and a half and we got real scared we got, <laughs> we got shaky on that deal we were like oh my gosh if this doesn't and then like the, we, we were like all right we're gonna do one last push and if, it, if it's not going after this we're done so we pushed it out one last time at full asking price and we were able to get full asking price so we were like hey yeah that's amazing so, so it happened well how do you feel so, about the market uh if you don't mind me asking like how do you feel about oh, yeah. the way things are going Honestly, I, f- I feel pretty good about things. You know, me just being from Detroit, I have no issue with people asking for too high of a price because, you, you know, every we want the values to rise in the only way that the values mm-hmm. will rise if it, people feel that it's worth that much. Yeah. And so if they feel it's worth that much and they ask for what they think it's worth and they get what they think it's worth, you know, the more it goes up, That's it'll just keep going up, of course. Right. But if it, if it goes down at some point, you know, the market does, again, it breathes. So at some point it's going to have to tuck that tummy back in and, <laughs> and things may get a little tight. So, but I feel pretty good. I, I love the market. I love what I'm seeing in Michigan. I love what I'm seeing in Detroit. I just hope prices actually keep going up, but when they fall, I'll be here. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We're ready to clean up. <laughs> uh, I'll be here with the broom. Offense and defense. <laughs> well, that's what's cool about real estate, too, is that there is so much opportunity on both sides of it. There's always opportunity. And yeah. again, that's what we stand for here is that anytime it's the right time, it just really depends on what you're trying to do. But even in a random time that doesn't particularly work with what you're trying to do, there's still opportunity to do some variation of it. In yeah. my opinion, yeah. there's always an opportunity to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I do see that. I feel the same way. It's almost like how long can this go up and how long can mortgage rates go down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so 
especially when people's down payments are getting bigger, that kind of hurts first time home buyers. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, I'm interested to see what happens too, but mm-hmm. keep learning, always keep learning because there's always opportunities. Absolutely. And it is just a really unique time, just the way that, um, you know, COVID and everything affected the market and all of that. It's just kind of like unique to see how that is playing in the broader scale of the natural real estate cycle. Um, like where that, put us did it offset us at all like what is that doing i think that's one of the big worries a lot of people are doing yeah i think everybody's kind of just going with the punches right now like what's what's gonna happen you know and right now things are good so i'm gonna run with it yeah right but constantly looking for what what should i start preparing for right exactly yeah well i think that's a good place to wrap things up guys well this has been an outstanding show i'm beyond grateful that you could join us today Oh, man, for our listeners out there, is there anywhere that they can find you or hear about you or get in contact with you, Londo? Yes. Yeah. So it's at Oh My Real Estate, and it's O-H-M-I Real Estate. O-H. And that really just stands for Orlando Herrera, Michigan Real Estate. Orlando Herrera, Michigan Real Estate. Oh My Real Estate. That's awesome, bro. Keep it simple. Yeah. Oh, That's man. Awesome. You're smart, man. You, you've got something. <laughs> well, I, I just smart. try to think of like an Amazon or just those big companies, man. They don't, they don't think, I don't think they think that long about their name. No, I they think just they think about the systems and processes and their brand, the brand image they give off. Definitely. Service speaks for itself. Yep. Love that it's all, love it. the military focus. I love bro, just the structure, organization, attention to people, giving back to those who serve us. So just really glad we got to have you on here today, Orlando. Um, I uh, just really appreciate you, man. Um, hope to get you back on here again and uh, check in on you at some point. Well, hopefully I'll have some more investment properties under my belt next time you guys get me out. Absolutely, bro. Thank you, man. Well, great, man. Again, this is your host, Paul Jones, with the Young Guns Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Josiah, and I'm here with the amazing guest, Londo. I appreciate you being here, man. We'll see you guys next time. We hope you found a lot of value in today's show. If there's anything we mentioned and you missed it, don't worry. We take all of the notes, and you can find them at michiganreinetwork.com forward slash episodes. If you want to meet any of today's guests in person, you can usually find them at a hashtag the network meetup in Metro Detroit. You can find all about the network at www.michiganreinetwork.com. By the way, if you're new, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes of this show. This brings us to the end of another episode of Hashtag The Network Roundtable Podcast. And as always, share the love.